What's up, everybody, and welcome to ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. I'm Drew Bosley. That's Scott Savage. And Scott, we got some hot stuff to talk about today. We just had the Nintendo Direct drop. We had a couple other big news items, too. Physical versus digital. Man, what are we talking about today? Yeah, we're going to give a little bit of a recap on our highlights of the Nintendo Partner Direct and Sony's future in the gaming industry. And last but not least, is Xbox getting rid of physical or not? <laughs> that is the question. A lot of us have gotten rid of the physical. So when you're moving to the future, it seems to be lining up digitally, though. But however, we'll see what the future holds. Scott, what's the future holding right now for you for the world of Skull and Bones? Oh, I am going to be spending a lot of time <laughs> on Skull and Bones today. I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Our review of Skull and Bones is coming up. Our review of Helldivers 2 is coming up. And we've got another one dropping tomorrow. Whew, dude, there's a lot happening over here at ITG. So make sure everybody can stick around to that. You don't want to miss out. But we did just watch the Nintendo Direct. And there's definitely some highlights and even a couple Xbox announcements. So stick around. Let's talk about it. <laughs> the Nintendo Partner Direct. That's right. Not first party. Just all partners. Scott, we just watched the partnered Nintendo Direct this morning, and dude, there's some highlights. It's funny, there's... I always take Adam Boyd's in the back of my head, saying when they do a showcase, this was over on PlayStation back in the day, they try to have a little bit for everybody, right? The whole showcase yeah. isn't going to be for you, but there's going to be maybe this game or that game. And that's how Nintendo sits for me a lot of the time. And the highlight for me coming out was Ender Magnolia, A Bloom in the Mist, a very cool side-scrolling platform adventure game dude it looks super sick our style instantly had me i'm like yo gotta find out more what's happening in this game here what is going on it's coming in 2024 so everything that we saw today was coming this year at some point we don't know when but basically the premise of the story is that there is this uh like infection that's taking over and grounding everybody underneath and all the other people are trying to rise to the top to get above this mist well the only ones that really got above the mist are the ones with money and of fame and fortune, oh. right? So now, basically, it's you at the bottom trying to make your way up, and then you run into other people that are now infected by the mist, but as you free them, they join your party. I'm like, yo, this looks really, really sick. Scott, what was your highlight? That does sound really cool. You've got my curiosity on that game as well. <laughs> but I think my main highlight out of all of them was another crab's treasure. <laughs> this looks really wacky, really silly, yeah. but it does have that Souls-like um, gameplay. So Souls-like, but you're a hermit crab. You're yeah. on a journey to get your shell back, and it, it showed stepping through a bunch of different shells uh, from a cardboard box all the way to different items, and it seems really wacky, but another excuse to play a Souls-like kind of game. And that's supposed to come out uh, April 25th, and we'll see if it actually makes that release date. Um, the industry is starting to nail release dates, so we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we got the breaking news. In the game, actually, the showcase opened up with Grounded. Coming April 16th from Xbox Game Studios. You can partner up with four people, cross-play, which is, I think, mm -hmm. a much-needed addition, right? That had to be there, I think, in order to get this to work properly. To allow people to play, if you're on Xbox and PlayStation, or, sorry, Xbox and the Switch... And then no, the PlayStation left uh, it for now. For now, for now. But I'll get to my opinion about that one in a second. And then at <laughs> near the end, Pentiment came out of nowhere too with February 22nd. So there's two games, Scott. That leaves two other 
more high I don't want to say high profile but two other games that I think would like to be more on the PlayStation side Hi-Fi Rush would require a little bit technical ability that's what I'm thinking right because I don't think play or Nintendo could run Sea of Thieves I think you put that yeah. on PlayStation so yeah we had two come out right now announced today for Xbox coming to Nintendo Switch Grounded, Pentiment. Okay, that's good. Now, where's the other two, right? We know it's Hi-Fi Rush, and we know the other one should be Sea of Thieves. These are what we've heard rumors on. This is what we've been speculating a long time. Phil Spencer said we're getting four games. Okay, two down, two more to go. So, did they just split it? Like, wouldn't you want to bring Grounded as well, and Pentiment as well, Scott, over to PlayStation? Yeah, you would think so, but if it's, I'm not so certain that Xbox wants to play good with um their direct competitor what they see is their direct competitor at this moment which is fair but <clears throat> sea of thieves dude I'm, i guarantee you sea of thieves is going there sea of thieves cannot run on the switch i'm calling it right now no. there is no way the water physics alone would break the switch so i think well and actually if if you look at xbox's strategy of well putting these games everywhere will get us the max amount of return then i suppose there's no reason we couldn't see the uh, pentiment and the like go to playstation as well someday someday sure but right they said it's an experiment they're looking to learn will they be able to learn from this when you get sea of thieves and hi-fi rush on the playstation people fall in love just like we all did over on xbox with hi-fi rush what an experience what a cool game that's a single player experience one and done right like that's it so their strategy moving forward is how do you pull them in maybe for the sequel well then you put the sequel you launch the sequel on xbox but you give that one to PlayStation, right? You give them the older title. Do we get a Sea of Thieves 2, Scott? Oh, that could be really, really interesting and a good time for it. That would kill Skull and Bones <laughs> oh, man. before it gets out of the dockyard. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> but all in all, the Nintendo Partner Direct today was pretty cool. The big highlight for me, obviously, as I mentioned, was Ender Magnolia. And then the highlight as well was two Xbox Studio games for the first time going to another platform. Scott, Sony's future in the gaming industry. Sony is likely to launch the PlayStation 5 Pro this year, analysts say. Tom Ivanova of VGC, a number of games industry analysts have reported, reportedly said they're expecting Sony to launch a PlayStation 5 Pro console later this year. It was recently claimed that the platform holder is planning to release a PS5 Pro console in late 2024 and that it will feature a proprietary DLSS-like solution. And analysts have now reportedly told CNBC that Sony is, quote, likely, end quote, to launch a refreshed version of the console in the second half of this year. Scott, don't also take note, dude, they launched a slim model, too, of the PS5, right? So... Yeah, and that's what I would have expected this to be, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, quote, There seems to be a broad consensus in the gaming industry that Sony is indeed preparing a launch for a PS5, PS5 Pro in the second half of 2024. Interesting. CEO of Tokyo-based games consultancy, Katan Games. Quote, And Sony will launch, will want to make sure to have a great piece of hardware ready <laughs> for when GTA 6 hits in 2025. A launch that will be shot in the arm for an entire gaming industry. End quote. Retailers are currently offering the first major PS5 Slim discounts in Europe, having launched last November. Dude, my brother just got a new one. It is much smaller than the PS5. It is 30% oh, yeah. smaller. 
so he, he showed me a picture side by side. I was like, yo, man, is that thing ever small compared to the other one? Like, the other one's this massive. It's like a <laughs> huge paperweight. But either way, while Sony had previously hoped to ship a record 25 million PlayStation consoles during its current fiscal year ending in March, it said last week that it now expects to miss the target by 4 million units. So 21 million units, Scott. Still nothing to sneeze at. A new report calculates yeah. that Sony's valued drop by around 10 billion last week following it revised ps5 sales forecast but also partly due to a drop in their operating margins in the gaming business interesting enough right so there's a couple things happening scott do we need a ps5 pro no it's it's my opinion that i don't think we do and i think that's uh, almost an objective opinion at this point because PlayStation and Xbox, for likewise, won't ditch the last console generation. We're still working with PlayStation 4, Xbox yeah. One. And for that reason alone, I think it kind of points away from a PS5 Pro because there's no need to use it yet. I, I understand GTA 5 is coming along. Or, sorry, GTA 6. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got to get used to saying 6 <laughs> instead of 5. But... <laughs> And that will, or perhaps will require some more hardware elements. But at the same time, I don't think it would because we would hear about that by now. I think uh, Rockstar would be saying, you know, hey, this is going to push the generation forward. We'd hear more about it from some of the publishers. But to think that we need a PS5 Pro at this stage as well, it just, it doesn't seem right in the way that the sales are declining. Um, We had such an issue trying to push consoles at the beginning of the console generation that I think it's kind of a little, it doesn't seem to line up with this console generation, I suppose. The, the thing for me too, is that Sony doesn't have anything this year. Like we talked about that, right? We covered the fact that there is no major first party title coming out of PlayStation this year. So far anyways, right? When we talk about another Spider-Man, that's not happening. Wolverine isn't coming this year. Like the, we don't know what Ben's working on. We don't know what blue points working on, but when we get into they said, Roki Totoki has said, there is no major PS5 launch title this year. So you're going to put mm. out a new console for what? To push what? Is my question, right? Like, what are you yeah. getting into? Why not wait till next year then, PS5 Pro? But when you take a look at what Gorilla's done with Horizon Forbidden West, those load screens, they actually had to slow down the load screen. So when you get the little prompt of like direction in the bottom, that you can still read it. They actually had to put the X button in there so you could, like, man, that's how fast the system already works. What are you gonna do with a pro? With like a blink of an eye, you're gonna be there. Like it's already quick to start with. I don't know if we really need a pro, but it's interesting to see. No. Like it's gonna be brand new. Okay, cool. What tech are you bringing to the table that's gonna make one of people people make a uh, big purchase again? Right. I also yeah, want to pull it's it. Not in. required. Um, it's not required if you were to play PSVR 2. That would have been uh, perhaps sure. another add-on that would enable that technology. You could point to that and say, okay, this is another step in technology. But, yeah, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I want to pull in the SIE Hiroki Totoki, the head over a PlayStation there. Cite strong first-party titles on PS5, PC, quote, and other platforms, end quote, as a key to improving Sony's operating margins. David Carcassel over at PSU. Since the departure of Jim Ryan, it's been Sony's chief operating officer, Hiroki Totoki, stepping in as a temporary head of Sony Interactive Entertainment while more permanent replacement is chosen. While he has the job, though, it's clear that Totoki isn't idling while the company is busy choosing the next guy. 
He's been making some big statements and seems to have made another one by identifying first party titles on PlayStation 5, PC, and other platforms as one of the keys to improving Sony's operating margins for his gaming business. Scott, are they pulling out an Xbox and they're moving over there now too? Is this what's happening? Are we finally just going to get one console and be able to play everywhere? It almost seems that way. Are we a decade <laughs> away from that? I think it's going to take a while to break those walls down. But <clears throat> Or is this a PlayStation Vita 2? Ah! The true PlayStation portal that can go handheld does not require the internet. All right. Yeah. During Sony's fiscal year 2023 third quarter reporting, specifically the Q&A portion, Totoki was direct, directly asked what he believes are the keys to improving operating margins. In response, Totoki cited that while the company is currently struggling to improve margins due to the manufacturing costs for the PlayStation 5 not going down, <clears throat> excuse me, he looks to first-party games as a big driver. Well, when you take a year off, that doesn't drive anything, yeah. Scott, right? Quote, another driver will be first-party titles. Strong titles that achieve growth on PlayStation 5s, PCs, and other platforms will widen our margins. We believe that we have opportunities for margin improvement and intend to pursue them aggressively. Scott, let me back this mm. up. Let me, let me, nice. one more time, ready? Another mm -hmm. driver will be first party titles, but he continues to say strong titles that achieve growth on PS5s, PCs, and other platforms. Dude, they're bringing stuff to Xbox. This sounds like, yeah, first-party development studios will be able to sell it to a larger no. market, and that'll increase margin. I suppose that does make sense. Ghost wow. of Tsushima 2, please? <laughs> On Xbox? So, okay, are they going to start bringing older titles? Are you going to get God of War on an Xbox? Spider-Man. We, oh, <laughs> no way this is happening. I didn't, man, what a year 2024 <laughs> has already become. This is crazy to think of. Playing an Xbox game on a PlayStation and a PlayStation game on an Xbox. But dude, the future seems to be aligning the stars properly and everybody just gets to play some cool games. It seems like Nintendo might be an island of their own. Oh, good old Nintendo. Well, they get drops from Xbox. Scott, we got some exciting news for those who are physical fans of discs and the alike when it comes to your gaming because well phil spencer claims getting rid of physical games isn't a strategic thing for xbox that's interesting as tom ivan over vgc fills us in microsoft's head of gaming has claimed that getting rid of physical media isn't a strategic goal for xbox but its supports for disc based games appears far from unwavering the legal documents leaked last september potentially laid bare key elements of Microsoft's gaming strategy for years to come, including plans to launch a an adorable all-digital Xbox Series X console, <laughs> codenamed Brooklyn. While its plans may have changed according to the documents, the console was targeting a November 2024 launch and a price of 499 US dollars. Scott, my guess right there. Xbox boss, Phil Spencer. Wouldn't discuss the leaked console in a recent interview with GameFile, but he told the publication that Microsoft will, quote, follow what the customers are doing, end quote. Quote, we are supportive of physical media, but we don't have a need to drive that disproportionate to customer demand, end quote, he said. Quote, 
We ship games physically and digitally, and we're really following what the customers are doing. And I think our job is run in running Xbox is to deliver on the things that a majority of the customers want. And right now, majority of our customers are buying games digitally. End quote. While most AAA games currently receive dual physical and digital releases, some are only available to download. High-profile examples include the latest October's Alan Wake 2 and Xbox's Hellblade 2, which will be released in May. Quote, Gaming consoles themselves have kind of become the last consumer electronic device that has a drive, end quote. Spencer told GameFile, quote, And this is a real issue. Just in terms of the number of manufacturers that are actually building drives and the costs associated with those, end quote. But, quote, but I will say our strategy does not hinge on people moving all digital, end quote. He added, quote, and getting rid of physical, that's not a strategic thing for us, end quote. During a business update last week, Xbox confirmed that the current Series X and S consoles will not be the company's last, quote, there's some exciting stuff coming out in hardware that's really going to share this that we're going to share this holiday and quote xbox president sarah bond said quote and we're also invested in the next generation roadmap and what we're really focused on there is delivering the largest technical leap you will ever have seen in a hardware generation and quote scott we did mention that last week throughout the daily yeah. show very um, interesting comment by sarah to say the least in a blog post accompanying the platform holder's business update, Xbox Communications Director Jeff Rubenstein wrote, quote, Xbox players should have confidence in building your digital library in the Xbox ecosystem. We will continue to reward that with the most robust player-friendly experiences, including backwards compatibility, cross-play, cross-save, cross-progression, conveniently convenient cloud gaming, and more, end quote. There are certain AAA games with 80% plus digital shares on Xbox these days. Daniel Ahmad, Director of Research and Insights at Nico Partners, claimed last month, an indicative of how next-gen will be for sure. Scott, everything for me, dude, has been digital now for a very, very long time, but I know a good friend of the show, Brad, Northern Nerdcast, is a much-beloved fan of the physical side, right? They like the collector stuff. Mm -hmm. I like the collector stuff, too. This is all behind me. <laughs> but when it comes to the disc, dude, I just don't want to get up to have to put a disc in anymore. I don't want to have to worry about storage shelf space and uh, putting all my discs in. All oh, man. Those oh, days for me are storage. gone. Remember those? Storage shelf space. Storage space on a console is now the problem. But well, yeah. I, I agree with you mostly because we've moved on to digital and myself included probably yeah. since the end of the Xbox 360 era. Um, but in those closing days of the generation and eb games i went and cleared out their whole selection because i like having physical media myself but sure. you have to look at well what i'm seeing in this and what sarah bond's saying and what phil spencer's saying is you have to look at the reality of the world around you and most people by the numbers get digital so that's of course what they're going to pivot to yeah. but when it comes to leaving something in the past like a disc drive will brooklyn truly leave the past in the past how how what does that work for for backwards compatibility is that something that xbox has done really well by providing a lot of things digitally and you are supposed to be able to bring that forward through the xbox ecosystem but it's not the same as putting my 360 discs in that i had saved from eb games 
<laughs> but okay, so here's the thing: those EB Games, the GameStops of yesteryear, uh, do didn't make money on the new product. They wanted to sell you a used copy for the same price. Yeah. And then the developers get nothing from it. So the industry took hold of what was going on and basically tried to get rid of EB Games. Dude, I can't believe that, that store is still alive today, which is now GameStop here in Canada. But it's one of yeah. those moments of, no, we don't get anything from you reselling our game to other people, right? That's where they make all their money. But the game developers lose out. So what do you do? You switch to digital. You don't release anything physical. Alan Wake 2, Hellblade 2. Dude, the only way you can get that game is by downloading them, right? So you're moving away from that physical side of things. For the collectors, that sucks. I understand that, but for the majority of gamers these days, there's a simple download. The problem is, yeah, like you say, right, is the download space on your hard drive. You have to get an external or a proprietary uh, Xbox card for your Xbox, a memory like drive that goes into your yeah. PlayStation. So it's just like, man, you have to get all these extras because, dude, I go to my PlayStation. I got a game on there right now. It's 150 gigs. My son has a game on there, 2K. It's 180 gigs. I'm like, man, I'm on a space, <laughs> right? Like, it's just like that. Poof, you're done. You have three, four games on there. And that's about it. When you have a full digital library of multiple, multiple of games, whether that's, you know, 20, 50, 100 games, but you can only put three or four on your console. That's the bigger problem for me moving forward. But you, there are solutions for that that are out there. They're just they're not the cheapest. PlayStation's cheaper than Xbox, which I like. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's just like, man. Well, this this kind of speaks to the reality of, you know, do we really own our video games anymore? If I no. can't resell it, if I can't just keep it in a shelf forever, how much do I really own it? Remember the old PlayStation thing? You want to share a game? And Shuhei <laughs> just gave Adam an actual game? Dude, you can't do that anymore, right? Like, I can't do that. That doesn't work. I can't just hand you my disc anymore. It's all digital. Yeah. And it's more money in the pockets for the developer, more money in the pockets for the platform holder, and all that stuff. But yeah, the other side of it, like you say, we really just don't own the games anymore. Dude, if you don't have PT downloaded on your, or on your PS3, you don't have it, right? And there's no way to do that. But if you do have it, and then you currently have it. We've seen other games too. Spec Ops The Line got delisted, right? Yeah. Like we just talked about that. So there is this game preservation thing, that, which now becomes a bit of a concern moving forward. But Xbox still going with the way of physical, but yet certain games aren't getting the physical copy, Scott. Like it's just, that's an odd statement to say that we're not shying away from physical, but it's, we're just going to pick and choose what is going physical and what is not. Interesting times yeah. ahead. Sounds like Xbox is ready to make the move to all digital, but yep. we're just not quite there yet. Scott, there's a couple games out today, buddy. What are we playing? We have Geometry Survivor on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, X and S. Terminator Dark Fate Defiance is on PC. And Slave Zero X, or Slave Zero 10? Unclear. It's on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, X, and S. Nice. And that'll wrap up today's show, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. This has been ITG Daily, the show that brings you the hottest in gaming news each and every day. We'll be back again tomorrow. I'm Drew. That's Scott. And we'll see you inside the game. <laughs>